Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hi. You know that movie you always wanted to see, but you didn't for whatever reason? Well, I call those black hole films. Everyone has them, and this podcast aims to do something about that. I'm Jeremy Lalonde, and every episode I'll be joined by one or more guests to watch a film that at least someone in that group hasn't seen. We'll talk about our expectations of it before it, and then our thoughts after it. This is episode 45, and I am joined by the absolutely brilliant and lovely Paula Brancati. You have absolutely seen her in shows like Being Erica, Degrassi, The Next Generation, and also on a new thing that's on Netflix called Slasher. It's a TV show. Check that out. She's in the second season. Paula is also a filmmaker in her own right, as being a producer on films like People Hold On and also Stadia's Last Days on Earth. So check those out. I believe they're available pretty much everywhere you can watch. And she sat down to watch a film with me. So we're sitting down to watch Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I'm Jeremy. I've seen this film a lot. Have you seen it a lot? Yeah, and this is Paula. I'm Paula Brancati. And you've never seen it. <laughs> I've never seen it. It's been on a list of things I should see. I have to be honest, I've seen like... Like a scene, or like, sure. Started to watch the opening and was like, "I'm aborting." If if it lands like after a breakup or something, oh. or in an emotional period, and I'm, you know, I, I've like I've aborted it a few times. It's a hard. Here's the thing. Am I right? This is a, <laughs> not wrong to do that. This is easily one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay, then I picked a great one. And it's be, and it is because it's one of those movies that just has such a raw emotional truth to it, mm-hmm. but it's also wrapped in this fantastic big concept and I love that I love combining like highbrow high concept with really gritty uh honest humanity stuff I love that too and this is kind of one of the best of that I think it's like teed up to be my favorite movie I, or, I feel, hate or I'm gonna <laughs> hate it um yeah. it's so, not yeah so why has it been on your list but you've never seen it well, or never gone through the process know, of seeing the whole thing I feel like there well I love Kate Winslet a lot, um, oh, like a lot. Um, she's amazing, and and I like I love everything that Jim Carrey does when it's when it's dramatic. I love all his comedy, but I think he's such an incredible dramatic actor. You're yeah. like I don't, you're I don't, just, wanna, I don't <laughs> want to oversell. I, you're I, like I, Paula. You're, you're right. They're no, no, amazing. for sure. Yeah, but it's like this is probably his best movie. Yeah. I believe it. Like, I haven't even seen it, yeah. and I know that. Um, and in terms of her, too, it's like, I think you could easily, I think some people could go, oh, she's playing Manny Pixie Dream Girl. But, and I'd love to have that conversation after, because okay. I think she transcends that. Because of just the point of view of the narrative, and then what she's doing. Anyway, I don't want to okay. get into spoilers. Yes, territory. yeah, no, let's hold. Let's hold. Uh, so you haven't gotten around to it because... Well, you know what? I, it's been on lists. I've definitely started it. I've started it maybe once and never, like, I mean, like, not, just been like, oh, I don't think I'm in the mood for this. And then, and then I do remember watching it at a time where I was like, I think I'm too emotional right now to watch this. And I, and so those are both the, the, the two times I tried. And then in the last few months, I've been like, oh, I've got to get to that. And a lot of actors, like, it feels like a movie that actors love, love. and, and, and filmmakers love. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't meant to leave it this long, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you did. But I'm ready. I, I'm so I, excited I, to watch it. I gotta it with watch you. it with someone that I love. I'm so uh, happy. But, and it's interesting because I, I think it's one of those movies that actors and writers and directors mm-hmm. love because it's such a great performance. There's so many great performances yeah. in this movie, and it's, the cast is stacked. It's like Mark Ruffalo, Elijah like, Wood. Um, Ruffalo is maybe like is he he like men and women love him. He's like the most likable in any role. Yeah. He has this sort of way. And this is just as he's breaking out. You know, this is so this early is like, Mark. Early Ruff is oh, uh, so good. Is a good Ruff. But it's like great performances. The right. It's Charlie Kaufman. You know, uh, it's so. But it's like him not being super cerebral pretentious. It's like <laughs> in that right vein. Copy that. Um, although the script went through a lot of permutations, and I can we can talk about it after. Really, I'm can, interested in. Uh, and then, but then also just, it's done so simply and Michel Gondry, I think he's a better director than he is a writer. Cause I think a lot of his writing stuff goes off the rails, but as a director here, he did not write this. He didn't write it. No, uh, Charlie Coffin wrote it. Oh, Charlie Coffin wrote it. So Michel Gondry, but it, but it was based on an idea of Gondry's. They kind of collaborated. Okay. Um, but there's so much amazing technical filmmaking going on here, but it's all hidden. It's like, it's all done that makes the, it looks homemade. And just like cool. the effect, like there's some amazing effects in this movie, 
but they just look like they're handcrafted. Wow, I'm really excited. Do we know, is this too um, boring to ask what the budget was for this? Oh, uh, I, this we could look it up. Uh, I don't imagine it was, I feel like I feel at, like at this point in time, imagined. it was probably between 10 and 20, if not. Right. Probably because they're paying, and that's probably most of Jim Carrey's He's fee. cast, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know? But I think it was probably under, t- between 20 and 10? Cut. I don't know, but we could look that up. Interesting. Not a super high budget movie. No. Because it was also kind of an art film. Yeah. In some ways. This image already on the... Oh, it's good. All right, should we just background. dive in? Yeah, let's just dive in. Yeah, I'm stoked. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Okay, so we just finished. <laughs> I made this sound as the credits rolled. <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> I, do, I do remember. I was there for that. So... This is a lot. It's a lot to watch and then talk, about, talk right about it right away. I'll give you the context for the first time I watched it. Please. So I was in film school and that was back in the time where we'd go through like double bills, triple bills. And so I saw this. Literally, we, we ran from this movie into this movie and just got there like 10 seconds to spare. What was the previous? Do you remember? Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Okay. No, terrible. It's not the one to be watched. No, it's terrible. And so I, I went Which back. Which I haven't seen. Full disclosure. But no, but it's all—it's just this big, giant, super fast zombie movie. Yeah, yeah, not gonna be not a double great, feature. No, with this. great, terrible yeah. double feature, especially when you have no time in between them. Um, and so I went back the next day and rewatched this movie again because I knew watching. I'm like, there's something about this that's I love, but I didn't I didn't cleanse myself enough. Yeah. And so I went back and watched it right away again the next day in the theater. Um, but even then it was like, there's a lot to unpack in this movie. And it was interesting cause I haven't, cause this is one of those movies that I went back and revisited a lot on a regular basis, but I don't think I've actually probably watched in a couple of years now. Okay. Cause now it's 14, 15 years yeah. old. Yeah. You know? So, uh, which is crazy to think that it makes me feel old. But, um, <laughs> it, and you feel the, I feel that it's from another era time. It's yeah, well, good, the, but like, I mean, I like that it feels dated. Not the emotional uh, aspect. aspect of it, but... No, but it's, but it's but even at the time, like, just like those tape cassettes... Exactly. And everything was dated then. Like, this is still early 2000s, so people weren't using cassettes, really. It was CDs. And, <laughs> I was, but, you know, whole other... <laughs> no, sure, we, other people were still kind of making mixtapes, but still, even then, it had still had, like, a dated, homemade... Like, kind of like... Right. It doesn't take place in any one time. Like, there's not... They're not using cell phones. Which I... Love, which I love if we, if that's, I love that in filmmaking now, if there's a way to ever avoid To get away film. from it? Yeah, we've, yeah. like, I've certainly tried. Um, but even in this movie, when they call each other, they use, like, the, the guy's phone. I know. Which is, you think, that's crazy, you're gonna get caught, but no, you don't. No! You call display. No! Uh, so just initial thoughts, initial, because you didn't know what it was, what it was about going into no, it, No, right? I mean, so I'd only seen, really, the scene, <clears throat> the supposed... Meet cute, like that's all I'd ever watched. And you assumed was, watching this the first time that that was the meet cute, right? Yeah, I mean, I started to, I started to feel like as we were nearing there that like, oh, 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 that's gonna be that. That wasn't that. Like, I started to kind of fig- figuring, I started figuring it out. And that's um, the tr- and, that, and, and that's intentional. Like the movie gives you a bunch of clues all throughout. Oh, it's that so, that was not their first meeting. Yeah, it's super clever. Well, yes, because then he talks about the beach. He talks about that they met on the beach. And I'm like, well, that's not when we saw them yeah. meet. So that already, yes, that's a clue early on for sure. Um, but what it does narratively that I really like is that it puts you really in his point of view. Because mm-hmm. you start the movie as he wakes up that day after the procedure. And you have to start piecing it together the way he did. Yeah, it's really, it's so clever. The use of effects is so cool. Before I even get to the effects, it's like, yeah, it's just... What do you start talking about first, I know. Yeah, I'm, well, because... Um, on an emotional level, it's so, it's so tastefully done. And I think that's probably now, I mean, I absolutely know why people talk about this and reference this a lot, this movie, because I don't find it heavy handed at all. I find it so intimate. I mean, I was, I got a little emotional, but that'll shock no one who's hearing this who knows me. But I, part, like- the first, I cried, I cried when he, when we first hear him, not once Elijah Wood, God, that character Patrick is irritating. Right? <laughs> but he does an excellent job of that. Before Patrick is in the picture, the first time that we hear, 
the first time we 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 read the note where Joel says, "I could die right now." Like I'm so happy, and then we see them in the snow. That I started to see the note, and then when we see them on the, in the snow for the first time, and he says that that moment, I, f- I found it so moving. I mean, a lot of it's really moving, but I found it very affecting because because what it does is that it's just this private. It's all these private moments of theirs. Those are my favorite moments in film, anyways. Things that feel like we are peaking. And this whole movie is that. It's the whole movie is that, and it's it, and that. it's shot like that, and the way they're. Like even I mean all of it. They're the wardrobe is so it feels like so worn in. Everything feels like they're just it feels really really real and it feels like we're sort of we're like tearing through pages of his diary, which is the the point of it also, right? Yeah. Um and and there's humor like woven throughout that's so fucking great, but that's cuz the cast is also excellent. Like they're dramatic and comedic actors. Yeah. But then but then it kind of I was Surprise, and I'd love to know your thoughts on it. Like that, it what like the end, the end idea that maybe like this sort of the the conversation about fate and like they were you know they met anyways. Are they destined? To well, be together, is that yeah. and do we all do you know what do people think about that? But that they met anyways and they still connected. Like it just kind of yeah, it's a beautiful idea. Well, the original ending for this movie. What the there's a different ending. Well, the be- the original opening for this movie was that it took place uh, seventy years in the future. And it was an old Joel and an old Clementine having their minds erased again. And you got the sense that this happened over and over and over and over again. And that, so I don't think they had like the Kristen Dunst character in that story and that. I I never read the whole script. I had the script somewhere on my computer. Cool. But I haven't actually sat down to read read it for some reason because I almost, because I love this movie so much, I almost don't want it tarnished by finding out to see an imperfect version of it. But it would be interesting just in a study to see where it went, went. Maybe I'll do it over the holidays. Yeah, I'd be like really interested to know. But I think Kaufman, because Kaufman, I think, has a negative outlook on, on life, but that's what brings his beautiful stuff out so much, is when you have someone, when you pair him with someone like Gondry, who is so optimistic, that they bring out the best in each other, and the worst in each other in a great way, and they balance off, and that's why I think both those two on their own don't necessarily work super well, mm-hmm. because they just really magnify their own thing where I think they're really great when they're paired with something. They're both like cheese and wine. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> which I love the combo of. Yeah. So I understand it's magic. So, so, but they, I think Gondry just paired it all back to wanting just to keep it grounded and, uh, and so where the original idea came from mm-hmm. was that uh, Michelle, Con- Michelle Gondry got a card in the mail that was like the one that they give in the movie where it's like so-and-so has a race, so-and-so, please don't tell them. And it was just a friend doing like an art installation prank with their other friends. Cool. Terrifying but, also. But I believe that was the, you could look it up, but I think that that was the original inspiration. And so he couldn't get that out of his head and he took the so idea to Kaufman and Kaufman wrote. And they, that, I think that's how the movie came about. That's really cool. I mean, there's something about it that reminded me of, and I don't know if, if you'll, you'll see this, if this is a, too much of a reach, but it reminded me of her and the concept Oh, sure. I mean, that's Spike Jones, who is another collaborator of Charlie Kaufman, right? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. He he wrote Being John Malkovich. Right, right. Well, yeah, it feels like there's something, like, even though this feels, you know, like it's within the last 15 years it takes place, there's something futuristic about this idea, and that, like, you know... But it's so low-grade technology. Exactly, well, this is why it's, like, hilarious. You're seeing this contraption on his head. Yeah, and that's what I love about it. It feels, like, homemade and tactile. It's cool. Exactly, exactly. Like, this mom-and-pop shop that's doing this this thing, you know? Yeah, it's not a high-tech... No, no. And you're seeing the fumbles, and... But it does, be, you know, it's it speaks to a bigger question, I think, which is, like, first of all, love always involves pain. I mean, whether or not you stick with it and stay or you bail and then two would you erase things like would that you know are would that make it better or like is it you know i'm always a big believer of like any anything is worth the the fall at the end i mean but it's doesn't mean you're not gonna be like incredibly painful and not just in love like in life and in work and in you know in all relationships well it's you know failure is your greatest teacher Mm-hmm. You know, and the idea you're made up of all the things that shape you and make, I mean, I, I constantly think about that. I, I think about stuff like my mom passed away when I was young. So I always think about, well, if she didn't pass away when I was young, 
would this have happened? Would I have gone here? Would I have met this person? Would I be where I am right now? Mm-hmm. Would I be somewhere better? Would I be somewhere worse? I and mean, I think that's just human nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this movie in particular just makes you think about that kind of stuff. Because I think everyone uh, has that one person who just... You go, I wonder if if we met in a different time, if it would have ended up differently. or And that's kind of what this movie does. It gives them a chance to make a fresh start. But I, what I love about the ending of this movie is that it isn't just left to, oh, they made each other again, will it work out this time? You know, they, they do that, but then they throw in, the, but then they also give each other all their worst information, things. Information, information. And it's that idea that's like, okay, but if, if we can at least be, because all those conversations you never actually want to have with, with your significant other, but when you're super honest, and all those things you, you vent and bitch to all your friends and that kind of stuff you'd never say to them. Mm-hmm. But if you, they did hear that, could they learn from that? Could they take that in and would it actually affect ch- change for the first time? Yeah, that's why the end is beautiful. There's, it's hopeful, but there's also like, there's like this, the romantic veneer from the beginning is sort of gone, I think. Yeah. And it feels really... Feels real. Yeah, just, just they're like, okay, okay, like I'm down, you know? Yeah. Like that last conversation they have, and it's so harsh... When, when they have that, because you, you see their relationship in reverse mm-hmm. with their breakup to their eventual meeting in his memory. But that first time you see them when they're breaking up, like, what's he say to her? It says, she says, oh, you're, you're running through your mind going, did she fuck somebody tonight? And he's like, no, I assume you fucked somebody tonight. That's how you get people to like you. And it's such a oh my god a gut I know, punch. So and that happens, you know, like how could we like these people? How could we follow this relationship? I liked them, but I see. I find that not that that's no. Oh like, yeah, of course, right? It's like we know that there's so much more. Well, you just you know you'd already seen them in another context, so it was okay. Yeah, and but. I mean, you know, we've all been writing about like the songs that everyone loves listening to from the beginning of time is heartbreak. Like I think until you've experienced some kind of pain in the love arena, you don't actually get like, oh, this is what it's all about. Oh, this is why art on art on art on art has yeah. been made about the same, you know, a different, uh, like lens yeah. of a relationship or of love or a heartbreak. So yeah, there's always, there's always a way to hurt each other. And I think that like, it's, you can see how much power they hold over the other. Yeah. Like there's so much power that they, that they hold, you know, there's so many movies that, uh, like my son is big into watching movies with me now. And that. so he goes through my big wall of my collection. He's like, oh, what about this one? And there's so many I tell him, I'm like, buddy, when you're a teenager, I'll show that movie because you're not going to appreciate that movie until somebody's hurt you. Oh, he's that's like, what do you true. Mean? He's like, who's going to hurt me? Well, that, but it, or not hurt you, but like, well, no, you, you had your heart broken. Of but course, like, this kind of hurt, yeah. Where it's just, I don't think you'd appreciate it, and then I don't think you'd watch it again. You know, I want, there's just certain movies that I think hit you really hard if you've gone through the emotion that it's it's kind of getting at its core. And this is one of those. I think that's true. I am sort of glad that I that I waited. Yeah. Like, I'm happy to have watched it for the first time here with you. And, like, and, and just sort of, like, yeah, not, not at a super vulnerable moment, but also, like, with a lot of information from past relationships. And it's beautiful. I also like that they, I don't know how old they're supposed to be playing, but they feel to me, like, Early thirties. Like, I was gonna say exactly like I. Millennial. Yes. Yeah. And Although it's hipstery, kind of. Well, they yeah they're like yeah they're like hipster pre hipster. Yeah. Um, but definitely not mid twenties. Like there's a lot of you know you feel that they've both been in relationships. We're meeting him in one, and I like that too. I like that there isn't this like dreamy doe eyed first love thing. Yeah. That's it's not a first love story, which I think is is cool because we're. It's not even their first love story together. Exactly. My mind my mind is kind of blunt. It's there's so much excellent dialogue. I'd love to read the script and pick it apart because it's really like the dialogue is so excellent and um But then there's also those great moments like there's that moment in the bookstore where she she says a great comment about how I'm not your you know, she basically says, oh. I'm not a manic pixie dream girl. I'm not going to save you. Yeah. And then he, they, there's that pause, and he's like, I loved it when you said that. And, the, and <laughs> I know. there's these moments in the movie where it just breaks out of the scene they're in, and they start commenting on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, they allow this in the world that they've created. They can, because they're peeling back off. Like, you don't know at what point is he in the memory, and at what point is he popping out to comment on it, which is really cool. Yeah, and did you find that hard to follow and jarring? 
as you were watching it? Um, I found it exciting. I mean, I I got it, so I didn't I didn't I, like I did think of my parents watching this movie and was like they would hate this. I think like I think <laughs> yeah. they'd hate the movie. Like I don't think they. Well, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I don't I don't think I'm wrong. It's not for everyone. No, it's not. And I I actually don't know if it would have been for me even like I don't know five years ago ten years like. Like, I think that there's the the use of effects is really cool and interesting to me. And simple. And simple. Like, it, it's, it's like real and then not. Like, it's a great. Yeah, Grounded I'm not quality. It well. Real and then no, not. but just there's common. <laughs> and there's so many different techniques in there, too. You know which one I'm thinking of when it goes. Oh, God, where were they? They're, he walks through the door and the room that he's in, the lights go the out. The library. Yeah, and, and then he's on the stairs. His, yeah. That's fucking And that's awesome. just a set. Like, they would have done that in a set. That's what I was thinking But there's like, other stuff they did, like when they're yeah, running. Yeah, no, that's not even an effect. They're running along like, and there's. No, but that's still. It's an in camera effect. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, right. have to, you have to build that. You know right? what I mean? Yeah. But there's other stuff they're doing where there's stop motion because they're making things disappear that totally are real. Like they're making it. fences disappear and books disappear. Oh, yeah, I love that stuff. I mean, I like when things are not even heavy, like uh, heavy effects, like when when suddenly their bed is in the middle of the, the snow. Like yeah. all of those visuals. It's beautifully shot. Yeah. But uh-huh. even like there's just stuff that I, I look at this and this is 15 years ago before CGI was really in everything. And, and so yeah. fluid. But there's some stuff I watch and still I'm like, how the fuck did they do that? Where there's that great scene right up that scene where they have that big fight and he follows her out in the street and he follows her and they go this way and then the, the broken down car is there and, and it's all, it's a wonder. And he turns around and now she's on this side. I mean, that's, you only see the back of her so they're using doubles for that. Yeah, but it's but, really the, cool. but the signage is gone now. All of a sudden, the signs that were in the stores above now oh, they're gone. Oh, interesting! There's so and much the street to take signs and I have are gone. To go look at that detail and all that kind of. And that's kind yeah. of some of the stuff I didn't know if I noticed necessarily on all the repeat viewings. But even when they're having that conversation in the bookstore near the end of the movie, throughout the scene, titles on books are disappearing. Like the, I cat, saw that. the categories I love that. in the back. It's and just then very the books subtle. Are white, I think, at the end, like the it's, books are all white. Yeah, there's it's all this very subtle. Yeah, a lot it's of it. Super tasteful, I think. Um... And the and again such excellent casting because you have, a, like the physicality comment I made while we were watching like obviously phys- uh, Jim Carrey's an incredible physical comedian but that I think translates into his work as a dramatic actor like it's there's you know when she's dragging him and then a second later he's like she's gone and he's dragging himself I mean that's not even comedy that's just like he just works he's he's able to work with his body in ways that some actors just aren't exactly. even the way the moment that we circle back to when he wakes up and takes his sheet sheets off which is one which we see early in the movie and we repeat that's actually initially where i was like oh god i just love his physical like i love how he uses his body to express anything like frustration exasperated anything deeply uncomfortable i think he's just so excellent and their chemistry is really lovely and odd like it's it's not like they don't fit together, but they do. Yeah, and yet it's like well, again, they feel and they feel both like people, who, characters who have lived life, like that are meeting it. Like I don't think they would be interested in each other if they'd met, you know, at twenty one. Yeah. Like I, there's some like I just really buy that this is that like the reason they're connecting is because of where when they're meeting, and the supporting cast is excellent. I think like that Kirsten Dunst storyline is so much Isn't stronger than I even. I know I made an audible. When they, when they kiss, when she what kissed, when you're like, oh. I think I literally did that. Like I was watching General like, Hospital oh, or something. Ma, or something. You, you had a very visceral reaction Which is it. crazy because I assume everyone's going to make out all the time. But I think because she had just been. With Mark Ruffalo. With Ruff and. <laughs> Ruff. I like that you have a nickname for him. No, it's, it's great. <laughs> I've accepted it. You hear that, everyone? <laughs> you hear that, Marky? Um, but then I, I guess I just didn't know. I felt her interest in him. No, because remember when he puts his hand on her shoulder earlier, the doctor, I made a comment like, oh, she looks like didn't, didn't like that. But I, in fact, then I started realizing, oh, it's their history. And like that, yeah. that physicality is something that he can't remove. Cause he hasn't, he hasn't erased her. No. Then when, when she kissed him, I was like, wow, she's being so aggressive. Like she must want, I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't, I thought maybe it was with a motive. I didn't actually think that she liked him. And then, it, and then I realized, I mean, I guess I just... I like that it tricked me, honestly. Yeah. Well, there's, and, it's so, and I do think she likes Ruffalo, too. I think that he's just, like, Pat killing time. And well, like, she's confused over the whole thing, right? <laughs> and Doctor. Yeah, and her, the question yeah. is how much... Was, well, it's also that idea that it's like, yeah, you can take the memory away, but you can't take away the thing that connects you to somebody else. This is the whole thing. It Like, she's still... Yeah, just because they took away the memory, she's still going to feel like a tingle. <laughs> 
Well, there's a couple around things that him, right? I mean, there's a couple of things you have to kind of just let go. One is that I mean, right. he is a monster in the sense that he erased this girl's memory, but didn't like have her fired or removed. He, her from he the kept situation. her around him. For his own enjoyment. Because he, he liked the compliments. She complimented him, probably made him feel good about himself. Yeah, like he's a bit slimy, the doctor. Yeah, but you don't think about that until that moment. Yeah. Because there, there's that. There's there's one other little thing that I go, there's a logic flaw to that. But I let go because I'm okay with that. Which, which? I can't remember what it is now. I thought <laughs> it. when I was watching the movie. But there's that one. Is just why would she still be around? Because um, he likes it. But, it, but it, it does debunk their whole theory, right? Which is... We can go in and erase these memories and you'll be fine. But then you see, you know, you meet um, Clementine where she's not well and something's a piece is missing. Like she's yeah. going crazy. Oh, the other thing that doesn't make any sense is when, um, so they send out these cards to all their friends and when they notice, hey, don't mention Joel because we erased her. Did that happen? Yeah, that's how he found out because his friends got the card. So no, I thought that it was a card. Okay, I didn't, under- it's a lot. It's a lot of info. I, yeah. I thought that. That was his card. Like I thought that was no. There was a card for his friends, and they showed it to him. But then it makes. But that, that's just, that's my point. Is that well? Why wouldn't they send him a card too, saying, "Hey, this person erased you. Please don't contact them." Unless oh, like tell. Yeah, I see. Because they're, they're otherwise they're the one that's more. Show up. Yeah, but then you. I guess the argument could be that well, if you told someone that they were erased from you, you'd go and confront them. And so if they don't know, maybe there's less chance of you confronting them. Right, if you've broken up anyways or yeah. something. You know, I think uh, Frodo got off easy. <laughs> True. <laughs> I think. Well, considering that like, he was a... Uh, he was Master a, manipulator. Master manipulator. Stole her panties. Gross. Like, he's... You know, yeah, no. Terrible human being. He's a, an episode of CSI waiting to happen. Ugh. I um, <laughs> but, but, and also that you just don't buy at all that she'd ever be interested in him. That he's totally bamboozled this, this thing, like, with... Memor- like feeding yeah. her lines, but outside of the fact that you know that she's got this damage in her that just if someone's showing her attention, that's interesting. I didn't, she, I didn't think of it like. I that. think that's that's what justifies it to me. Okay. Is that idea that she just wants, she just likes to be liked, and so for a short period of time he'll be fine because he gives her attention and she's hurting right now and she'd rather feel the attention than feel nothing. Like she's a, she's probably an alcoholic. I think the movie well, establishes which they, which some they dance around a bit. Yeah, they don't go out and call her that, but she's drinking a lot, and mm-hmm. that seems to be her M.O. Mm-hmm. She's definitely drinking to cope. Yeah. Well, and also interesting that I'm just thinking of now, that we don't, we don't really learn a ton about their backstories. You know, we don't really know uh, her history. Like, we don't know what their families are like, or, you know, not... Not really. So we're sort of learning about... We're only learning what they show us. Through the memories. Through the memories. And through yeah. their connection. And I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, even... <clears throat> you get that little moment where she's like, I want to have a baby. And he's like, you really think you could have a baby? And you as an audience go, yeah, I don't... I mean, he's not wrong from what the behavior what we see. Yeah, it's like, I don't think you guys should have a kid either. <laughs> I don't, but that doesn't mean you couldn't in the future. Yeah, well, we're meeting them in this very... Is it a year? That we've sort of see them like a year uh, after they're together a year. Well, he says the, the his last entry in his journal was two years earlier. So I guess the idea the uh, oh yeah, it I'm thinking says it's that Valentine's Valentine's Day, which isn't true. It's that we've met them. Well, there's only one Valentine's Day in the movie. Exactly, it's that it I've got ar- confused. It comes yeah. back around, but so I think the the idea is that it takes place. They their relationship was two years because uh, that's how much of his journal is gone. Okay. So the right. idea would be yes, that. yes, right? Because he comments on what oh that papers that the page is it, missing. Yeah. I, I don't remember doing that. And I apparently this is allegedly my first entry in two uh-huh, years. Uh huh. Right. Right. Yeah. There's all these clues. I've got to watch it. A That's okay. There's a lot. It's a lot, and I've seen it enough times that I could. I was super engaged. I really like it's. I like loved it as much as I thought I would. Um, but I remember too that Kristen Dunn's thing just hitting me in the gut the first time I saw it. When you realize, oh my god, he did this to her and she doesn't know. And yeah. what a shitty thing to do. And now he, it's out, it, I felt like he led her to do that. Like it didn't necessarily sound like she want, like. Oh, right. when that tape, when they play it back. And he's like, you should, yeah. He's a we, but we agreed this is best That's it, it's the we, it's the we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, agreed. How old yeah. do we think she is? I think she's younger than that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's. Early 20s? Yeah. She's half his age, for sure. But I mean, in comparison to Kate Winslet. Oh, and, uh, yeah. I think she, she comes off as kind of that probably just got out of college. Yeah. In love with her professor type. Totally. Age. Yeah, I found it very sweet at the end when, when, uh, 
Mark Ruffalo's character was like, I really, I really like it. Like that none of this has really tarnished his view of her. Like that he feels for her. It's, uh, I found it quite sweet. I mean, I find, I found, I found a lot of the interactions quite, quite sweet. That was, that was the dog uh, tag, Ruffalo. Rufus, lie down. How, how is this film influenced you as a filmmaker? Like, do you, oh God, this you know, is I'm sure those, there are many, but yeah, I mean, have done this, this is one of those films that, I watched early on and just went, well, what's the point? I'm never going to make that movie. <laughs> but you don't need to make that movie. It's already been made. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just It's the kind of thing I look at it and I just admire it. But I've also, I think as I've gotten older, I kind of have gotten over that idea that it's like, well, I want to make my Eternal Sunshine. And I was like, well, no, I'm not going to because I'm not Michelle Gondry. I'm not Charlie Kaufman. I'm going to make my own thing. Uh, and that's okay. But I think I just really love the uh, the hybrid of the... You know, high concept with uh, the gritty reality. Mm. Um, I've got that one project I'm developing that you know about. That has, it's a similar vein to this in that regard, but not really in other regards. Yeah, yes, exactly. You know, so I think that's the kind of thing that I would say I take I take away from it and forms my stuff. Uh, yeah, just anything that has a really, especially this movie just has like a lot of great gut punches, but just great sweet scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's the same as, I think we've all gone down those memory roads where, you know, and I love that, that scene where he finally gets to the good memory and it's like, no, stop it. I want to stay. I don't want to lose this. You know, like, oh, oh my God. Or when they, oh my God, that, yeah, that killed me. And then when the scene, there's a memory where she's like, he's like, oh my God, we're almost, I, I mean, I don't know it as well as you do, but it was yeah. like, I, we're almost, it was the one of the last memories and he's like, like it's, it's almost it's, over. It's almost over. What, what are we do we do? And he goes, just enjoy it. Oh my <laughs> Stick a fork in me, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. It's so good, but, uh, I'm cooked! That's but, uh, like... that. Yeah, that stuff is like... The tiny stuff really... Like, that That moves me for sure. Yeah, there's you know? so many little... Ugh, little little knife twists. And then and then the house is just... The house destroying. is just, just disappearing. It's... it's Crumbling. And the stuff... You know, the, the moments with him as a kid. Like, those... those he's killing the bird. Oh, my God. I know. That, that I got to... I kind of... Well, because that, that makes me think... I remember being a kid, and there was these kids, like, throwing darts at a toad in my basement. And I was like, I don't... Oof. But it's also, like, these are my friends, I think. And I don't want them to yeah. not like me. But I didn't want to do it. I don't want to hurt an animal. Right. But it's it's just like that, being in this... Ugh. But what I found moving about it was about the, that stuff. Is, like, imagine showing your love these memories that you'll never share with them, like that he, sh- that she was there, you yeah. know, and got to view this in this world, I think is really cool. Cause there's so much that someone will never know about you, but also you tell them, but at the same time, sh- that's not really her. Right. That's true. That's right. That's right. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Like everything right. with the exception of kind of the epilogue and the prologue of the movie is her, ver- his version of her. His memories with her, right? So, like, she might have the exact same memories and from a different view. It's very there are parts. There's parts of it that remind me of the affair. I really love this show, The Affair. And uh, have you seen it? No. Oh, it's good. It's good. Um, and it's it's done from both viewpoints. So it's a you know there's way more to it than the affair ultimately that happens. But uh, Ruth Wilson and Dominic West. Do they replay scenes? So they do half the episode. You think you're seeing it. And in fact, Montauk is the, where they, that's actually what made oh, me start hilarious. to think of it, but it's her whole view of their meet meeting. And then the second half of the episode is, is like his day. And you'll see the same scenes with like different wardrobe and different, some different dialogue, but it's the same thing. A lot of the time they do this, they use this device, the whole show really, you're actually surprised the first time you see it, you're like, Oh my God. Cool, and it speaks to how much we all edit everything. The minute we retell something, the minute we live it, I mean, it's our view stamped yeah. on it. So, yeah, we're meeting her through him, but I would argue that she probably has the same memories with a different like vantage point. Yeah, there's a great quote. Um, uh, there's three sides to every story. Your side, my side, the truth. And the truth. <laughs> and no one's lying. It's a Robert Evans quote. That's right. I have love. heard that. I have heard that, and I think that's, that's bang on. Yeah, I, there's so, yeah, there's so much that I, that I'm mulling over. But I like mostly that none of it's super flashy. It could have been really saccharine in the wrong hands, I think. Like, all, with all sides of the creative coin, like, with the wrong director and, yeah, absolutely. You know, with the no, wrong actors. And, it's kept very simple and very, like, there's a, and that's what I think works, but there's a real heart behind it. 
Like, I think that mm-hmm. Michelle Gondry is the perfect director for it because I think at his heart, he's very hopeful and he believes in... Yes, I feel that. It seems hopeful. Like, but uh, Hoffman's very dark. Yes, well, and, that's the balance. I and think. believes we're all damaged and doomed. Well, you can be both, you know? I yeah. think that there's... I think everybody is. It does have a lot of um, hope or else we wouldn't keep loving as we all stupidly do. Well, why but would then, we? Oh, right? Can you imagine? But we all know the other thing. We know this, the other side of it, the, the darkness that comes, you know, with anything. I mean, I find, like, the older I get, you start seeing people around you go, or there's people a lot older than than you who just inevitably, like, are going to die. Yeah. And that boggles my mind, like, that we all know that, and we're like, I'm going to keep loving anyways. <laughs> like, you're, you know, you just... You just kind of put one foot in front of the other, and you do, and that's like that's life. So relationships, basically, what I'm saying is relationships are like death. No, it's like it's what's well, all that. It's I mean, there's a, there's just there's ways in which it's going to be rocky, and I think that like the the movie to me is a, is uh, speaks to how you just kind of stay in the rocking boat, anyways. Yeah, and there's only so much you can control. And well, so, clearly, because so they still... Enjoy what you can control. Because mm-hmm. there's no... I mean, you just look at everything in the world today. Well, yes, you turn on the news and it's... Well, that's why I see I see so much growth in Joel, because by the end when he's like, he's the overthinker, I think, and you know, he's the less impulsive one, but when he's like, what do we do? We just enjoy it. We just have to enjoy this now. That's a huge, you know, to me, a huge like shift for him. Mm. To From the guy we Me- meet. No, but it's true. He goes through a. It's almost like there's a there's a Scroogeness to his story. Mm-hmm. And the idea that he goes to bed and he's visited by these these spirits over over. That's really cool. That's true. You know, that's true. Over the course of the night, and he wakes up and it's like, oh, I know what to do now. Although he doesn't, because he's still in this fog of not knowing. But once he starts to wake up and realize, that's what I love about the ending. I love that it's not. It could have just. I think in a, a lesser movie, the Adam Sandler version of this movie. Not to shit on Adam Sandler, uh, would be that they just wake up and not remember, and it's just they meet each other for the first time, and maybe this will work out this way. And that's what makes this different: is that they take that extra step where they do get to know that they learned knew each other in the past, and that they've said terrible things about each other. Mm-hmm. And now, what do you do with? And they're still staying. That's cool. They're still gonna give it a try. That's like you know they're down because they realize. But I think this is because they had that day and a half in between. Where they went... Yeah, they have a new memory like that they've just like, shared. Where they go, well, we didn't know any of that in the last 48 hours that we've been together. And there's something here. I think it's worth... Maybe we can find a new way forward. Super. You know what? It's. I'm going to go ahead and call this a holiday movie. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> there's like, snow. No better... Hopeful movie than this, I think, and it's like there's something. Yeah, I think I feel like you could have wrapped this around Christmas instead of Valentine's Day. <laughs> totally, super romantic. Oh, the score, which we didn't even we talked yeah. about briefly during. Yeah, John Bryan's score, incredible, and I love. I mean, I'm hugely obsessed with music and film, and you know how I, as I think a lot of filmmakers are, but I'm particularly interested in in like score. Well, you're a musician and too, stuff. yeah. Yeah, musician. I work. My brother scores our our projects a lot of the time. And working on that part of things is so, like, one of my favorite parts, honestly. And finding the perfect song. But this was generally score. There wasn't any... There wasn't a lot of soundtrack. There's not a ton of needle drops, no. There's just a couple. There's, like, the opening credits, closing credits. Because there's so much score, though, right? So it's like, I think had this movie been made now, uh, I I think there'd be a lot less score. uh, Because I think that... I don't know. I just feel like silence is something that is... I don't. uh, I don't know. Maybe like if someone else was making it. Yeah, like it's it just yeah. It's like with this team, I think like there's a driving score almost the entire time, and it keeps it. There's levity to it. And when there isn't, there's a soundscape to it. I was gonna say the sound design is so excellent in this. The sound design in the mix, like I'm so interested in that always. And but it's integrated into every scene. It's like. You know, Jim Carrey's Joel is overhearing stuff that Patrick's saying, yeah, it's and it's informing so, the scene they're in. Like just the layers of that, so cool. going on, are yeah. really, really adds all this texture. Yeah, but it's done in such a way that feels just feels so organic that yeah. you don't really think about it. But I just, you know, when I as I've rewatched this movie dozens and dozens of times, uh, you start breaking it apart and going, "How did they do this?" Mm-hmm. I know how they did this because it's just practically done. But it's like, how they did this, 
on hand because they'll look very handheld too. Yes. Uh, but it's just there's so much stuff in there that goes. Oh man, like this. It's a, it's a really it's a really an impressive feat. But if you look at I don't know if you are familiar with like Michelle Gondry's music videos. No. That kind of stuff. Check them out because I will. I were, certainly will. He was one of those guys that came from making just shit tons of music videos, and just some of the best ones. Really? For what artist? Just really iconic. Oh God, I'm gonna get it all wrong. Okay, that's like, okay. That's okay. I've got one of his. I can loan it to you. I've got like a collected box set of all of his that. stuff. I love that. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of, like, iconic, you'll see them, and it's like, oh, these are iconic music videos you probably saw. I'm like, oh, that's this guy. Cool. Of course it's this guy. Cool. Well, you can sense that music's important, like, to the filmmakers. You can, you feel that, I think. Mm -hmm. And even the way, in the edit, like, I think that that, I mean, you know, you're 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 an editor, and there's, like, an actual, once got this bit of advice from, it was Jerry Ciccariti, who I adore, he had, it was our first feature, mine and Mike's Cedars, and we were like, you know, it's a, it was just a, a huge undertaking, and we were really, it, it was a lot of improv, people hold on, and we, there was so much that we could add or cut down, and and, and we love pace, and we did have a lot of um, tracks that we were clear, you know, we did the rough with, with tracks that were like, mostly cleared, so we knew that they'd be driving uh, some of the pace, and he gave us such good advice, he's like, why don't I, you know, put a metronome on as you're editing and just like, isn't that cool? Never heard that before. I know. And I, I thought, Oh my God. I mean, that's so interesting. And yeah. I, you know, it doesn't work for every scene, but, but there's a way in which it does just, Drive it. well, yeah. And it like, you trim the fat in certain spots. And, uh, especially if there's a, 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 a track about to come in. Anyways, I feel like that. I felt like this edit left room to breathe and then there was also like this there was just a chug along that really worked like it knew when to breathe and when to kind of move and interesting and yeah i think of the metronome thing metronome's interesting i've never done that i i have, feel like i have an in, internal one though as Which i'm you must you you would you know like along. there's especially just, with comedy like with for sure there's yeah. like a musicality to to everything a, just everything. dialogue rhythm but yeah you just I think you just have this instinct some people have some people don't where you just you know this is the moment where you cut this is the moment you, you get you know away. when they don't <laughs> yeah it's true you know but but it, but it, the fire, the funny thing is for me as like we were talking before we were recording earlier just about like editing your own stuff and this and mm-hmm. that and just other people editing for you and that's the one thing that I find frustrating about other people editing for me uh-huh. is that I'm so in tune to my own rhythm and how I like things to flow and move, and I and I have a lot of philosophies over when you should cut to something, sure. why you should cut to something, why you should cut to a certain value. I think it's all there's no rhyme or reason to it. it. There's there's just there's a certain flow, and so when I see something done that doesn't follow my logic, it's just I can't focus on anything, mm-hmm. and the whole thing is just ruined. Mm-hmm. So I try to spare myself that by just doing my own editing. <laughs> I get it. If I knew how to use Final Cut with these, maybe I yeah. I'm more an iMovie gal myself. So. That's fine. But it's just for me. It's just it's that it's that t- total like arrogance that I have where I watch and go, well, how do you how would how can you not know that that's where the cut goes? Well, <laughs> it's, it's and, obvious. And did you find you enjoy like what about when were you editing before you were directing? Like you were hired yeah. to edit things that you yep. that you didn't direct, of course. And is that equally tricky, you know, where you're sort of, you have to get in the brain of... Yeah, but that's part as of... As a director, yep. though, yeah. No, but as an editor, you have to get into the brain of the person you're cutting for, mm-hmm. or you quickly realize they don't have a sense for it, in which case you can use your own. Cut. Uh, and then just get a sense of the kind of stuff they like and don't like. Because a lot of people do have rules of, like, you do this, and you have to be here for this, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And a lot of shows I've worked on... Do do that. And so you, you, there's a bit of a learning curve for that. Um, but so many people don't have that either. They're just, they're hoping that the editor has a kind of rhythm. And so in those cases, you get a lot more freedom. Uh, but it's also nice to work for somebody that really knows what they want. And you, you can get in time with that. And sometimes you, you kind of steal that and, and blend it into your own stuff too. Mm-hmm. Or you sit there and hate it. Right. Because you disagree with some of it. But, you know... But then there's that too. That's really interesting. It's, I think, you know, editing, editing is very cool to me. It's, it's such an important player in the team. And it's such a cool dance. I think the director-DP relationship is just as important as the director-editor Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah, and it makes me wonder in this movie too, 
just because there's so many things that just the way the effects go, one thing bleeds into another. So you wonder how much wiggle room they had for the edit. Well, I was this. thinking of that. Yeah, and 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 when we were talking about budget earlier, I thought about it a bit while we were watching, and just doesn't in my head it's a small intimate crew and I'm like no it can't be but there's something about the quality of the film that, like that just feel feels small. intimate where I'm like oh I'd love to just picture you know I'm picturing like boom and mixer being the same guy like on the ground like that's my view of this movie I know I'm delusional but yeah. it definitely is probably but then good, you've but. got sequences where like there's a rain machine in the living room I think you oh one of my favorite <laughs> sequences yeah I know I thought that immediately I was like money yeah and then they've got those that's forced perspective stuff where he's you know, two feet tall and she's full That's size. So cool. And yeah, the bathtub and it's so cool. Yeah, for as much as there's, you know, sweet two handers and intimate stuff and things that don't feel expensive, you know, then you see the money spent yeah. in. But in that's all done in camera. Like that's right. not effects. Like that's the same way they did Lord of the Rings, where it's just right. She's much further. He's he's way further away, and his the props are just huge. Lord of the Rings. Look at Elijah Wood finding his way back right? into the conversation. But that's how they just do that. You have the right lens. Yeah, totally. Just camera has to be in the right spot. But I, I think a lot of this is just done in camera as much as can it's be. Interesting. Done. That's really, really, really cool. And the set design was great. I mean, the color palettes were Ugh. wonderful. Like, it was... I think just the detail work in the movie is so excellent. That, that for me, is, like, the most exciting to be watching as a yeah. filmmaker. Like, you're like, I see this world. I see the vision. Like, oh, the it's brain such a filmmaker movie, being. yeah. Yeah, like... Yeah, I've used this... I pulled clips from this and, see, and stills from this when I made lookbooks and stuff. Sure, of course. because there's so much to steal from. There's so much. And I don't think there's... You know, she's not, like, a perfect heroine nor is he a perfect hero and that's also my favorite thing like they're just oh, they're really broken. interesting yeah but like but they're not assholes either no exactly like they're not like, trying to be unlikable no and they're i and they're just people like there's a they're really some of the the most fleshed out interesting textured uh pairing that i've seen in a, in like a really long time yeah yeah, it makes, I'm just so happy. I oh, watched yay. it. I maybe yeah, I really am. I'm gonna watch it again now. I see why it's a movie that's rewatched and rewatched. Also, oh, you pick up even just like because I've been yeah. watching you're just watching it this time. There's the little detail things, works. little details in particular. I was picking up. You know the dialogue quite well though, right? Oh God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So well, I can see how it's yeah, it's like got that. Well, it's the kind of it's almost like watching a film like this for me is almost like going to a concert for your favorite band where you're just waiting for them to do that one number. <sighs> Oh, and so you, yeah. You know, you know that scene is coming up, and you know that line's coming up, you're like, oh, and you can sure. feel it again. You're at Billy Joel, and you're waiting for Piano Man. You yeah. Know? And when <laughs> you start got... hearing those first couple notes, you're like, you're like oh, yeah, man. you're, yeah, that's, that is the best. That is the best. I, I mean, for me, honestly, another Kate Winslet film is that for me, which is Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> this is post Titanic for sure. Post Titanic. Because that was one of her first. That was, yeah, Titanic big. was 97, I think. But that was, yeah. This I, was too early 2000s. Yes, right, of course. So this of course. is post Titanic. But yeah, she, you still feel that she's at the beginning of her career in a lot of, not, not in her talent level, just in the like, you know, yeah. she feels. But also I think this is a weird departure for her. I was going to say, ways. I haven't seen it, but she makes such interesting choices. Like when I saw The Holiday, which I think is such a great rom-com and it's a holiday film. She's so excellent in that, like, as a leading, uh, as, like, like a, you know, a, a quirky, she reminds me of being Erica, like, of Aaron Carplick and being yeah, Erica yeah, yeah. in that movie. This sort of, like, figuring it out, like, but making the wrong, the wrong decisions with men. Like, she can kind of do everything. And I think she's just one of those people that's most, drawn to good material. She's, but she's got incredible taste, because I think there's such great actors who sometimes just don't know what's good. Like, mm. I imagine, and that's why you need, you know, I'm sure they have a team supporting them, but, like, I do think there are actors who are excellent actors who just, you know, don't really have the best taste, and then, and then I think someone like her, she comes from the theater, though, you know, also, I think she just has, she's probably read a lot and wants in her to day. Dig, and also likes to dig in and do the work. She, like, yes, hearing about her accent, like, I was watching her actors on actors this season, and um, just like the kinds of ways in which she's so specific about every accent she takes on. I mean, that's how any, I, that's part of the fun. Any actor would say that I think like the, the detail work is the most, is some of the most fun part of the work before the cameras are rolling, you know, yeah. all the prep. So love you, Kate. Love what you're about, girl. Nice. <laughs> Keep on. So any other, any other final thoughts? Um... So you're going to watch this over and over and I over again? I am going to watch it over and over again. I think the final line in the movie is 
okay, right? Like, I think that's what they go, okay. Like, yeah. her, I th- and that's, that's beautiful to me. That's such a, like, peaceful end. You know, I'm really glad it didn't go down a dark, dark, dark hole. Well, that's hopeful. It's like... It is hopeful. Because it says, yeah, it's like, things are not great, but maybe they'll be better. Also, you just don't know. Like, we just don't know. Yeah. What it's going to be, you know? Yeah, just trying. I think that's, that's what, I, what I get from the end of it. And, uh... Which some people, that's a lot to ask some people. To try. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that's all you need. But exactly. Um... More on that over a drink. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I miss Jim Carrey on screen. What's yeah. he up to? Did you see on Netflix the Jim and Andy doc? I started to watch <gasps> it. I haven't watched the whole thing. It's so great. I think, no, and I love him and I, I know I should. It's charming and I just, I watched that. So for those listening who haven't seen it, it's a, a documentary on Netflix called Jim and Andy, uh, the Great Beyond, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's basically about him making Man on the Moon and just getting lost in that role. And it's a lot of behind-the-scenes footage juxtaposed with an interview from now. And him just trying to make sense of that time in his life. Right. He's uh, young in the in the Yeah. Footage. And he's... I mean, the thing is... I mean, he's got more money than he'll ever need yeah. at this point in his life. And, and he had that tragedy. His girlfriend died a couple of years ago. I thought it was ex-girlfriend, but maybe it was his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, Either way. Or ex. Someone, yeah. someone no, very awful. close yeah, to him. Yeah. And so I think he's just kind of... And he's an artist now. Like I've watched doing, his comedians in cars with Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Have you seen that? And he's an incredible painter. Yeah. So I think he's just doing him. You know. I mean, respect. That's also yeah. Good I for get him. It. I get. It. I just miss him. That's all. No, same. You but know? it's like, but I watched this and it's like, fuck, you were good. He was Not great. That he wasn't, he's still so great. But like, let's get it like an eight-hour anthology on HBO. You know, like a standalone show that's like. Yeah, and what I like about it is I like the fact that I think if he decides to come back and do something, it's going to be great. I think so. It's I not th- just gonna. It's not for the money because he doesn't need it. That being said, I'm gonna go home and watch The Mask. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I, I love that movie as well. Yeah. Yes, Jim. Yeah, but yeah, finish that documentary. Okay, I well, watched it with a grin on my face the whole time. Okay, I totally will. I totally will. This is just a, a treat. I Aww. feel so happy. Thanks yeah, for coming. Of course. Please, have me back for another. Anytime. Okay, next time we'll do a horror. I'm very scared of horror, but I think it would be great to watch with somebody who, like said, I'm less scared. All right, we'll put so it let you like I'll let, let it marinate for you, but like a horror that you think I must see in this lifetime. All right, I'll figure it out. Okay. Okay. Okay, bye. <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get our Thanks for joining us for Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. If you like the show, please subscribe to the podcast and spread the word about it. You can find me on Twitter at Lalon Jeremy and go to Facebook for Black Hole Films. Leave a review there or on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you listen to this thing. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.